This is the Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Jason Kelly. And I'm Michael Barr. And I'm Mike Lynch. And we're here Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays to explore the big money issues in the world of sports. Talk to some of the biggest players in the industry. So many questions today for Body Armor co-founder Mike Rapoli, well-known across the sports, the beverage, and just the broader business industry at large. Mike, really good to have you with us. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right, so let's start by talking about Body Armor. This is a product that you've invested a lot of time and money in. It's catching on. Tell us where we are right now. You've got some big athletes coming on board with you. This is a competitive market. Set the landscape for us. Well, it wasn't competitive until we got in because uh, Gatorade has been such a dominant player for like 50 years in the in the sportsman category, but... You know, I started in beverages. With, I started a brand called Vitamin Water and Small Water and with my partner, Darius Bikoff. We've, we had tremendous success and built a, an incredible company. Sold it to Coke for uh, $4.1 billion. And, you know, I, I vowed never to get back into the beverage, the, uh, beverage industry again. Uh, probably like a lot of athletes that retire and say they're never going to come back, and they come back. And usually we know how that goes. Usually they fail. But, uh I got back in, and, and, I, and I saw an opportunity to create a better-for-you sports drink. You know, everybody was drinking Gatorade and Powerade, and, you know, and, and I was watching athletes today drink the same beverage that I was drinking in the 80s and 90s. And, you know, everybody was going healthier and better for you, and here is the same sports drink that we're drinking, you know, 50 years later. And, you know, while I, I watched athletes evolve with, you know, equipment and training and uniforms and nutrition, you know, food and, and, and beverage, uh, you know, the sports drink category just stayed the same. So I decided to do something crazy and create a better few sports drink, and that's what Body Armor was launched. And, you know, uh, probably from 2011 to 2015, I was probably cursing myself out, said, what the hell did I do now? And uh, um, and we've had some tremendous success, which we'll talk about for since 2016, and Coke invested in 2018, and, and we're doing great right now. What is the uh – the uh, I guess the end game is that do you plan to have your sights set for Gatorade maybe in uh, down the road in several years to for you to obtain that is is that something that you're looking at Michael when I first started um, you know this this was a six billion dollar category it's now a seven billion dollar category and Gatorade had like an eighty eighty five share in power had had the rest so it was a market that there was just two major players so. The goal was to create a better-for-you sports drink. So body armor is natural. It's got electrolytes uh, through potassium, uh, coconut water, um, you know, more, more for today's athletes, not, not artificial and high-sodium like Gatorade. So, you know, my goal was, you know, this is going to be a premium sports drink. And my goal was to be a 10-share. If we can get 10% a share of the market, you know, at $6 billion or $7 billion, that's six to $700 million. What's happened over the last three years, body armor is going to be a billion dollars in retail dollars. We're going to wind up being a 13-share this year. We're a 20-share in convenience, and we're now the number two sport drink behind Gatorade, um, and we're growing like 75%. So, you know, where I thought it was going to be niche or premium, you know, and, and 10% of a big category really is a niche because it's, a, you know, six to $700 million. You know, I now have the goal with the team of 340 incredible employees, you know, to be the number one sport drink in 2025. And, and you know, it was tougher to get to a one-share than a 10-share. And if we can get to a 51 share or even really a 45 share, we'll be the number one sports drink. And, uh, you know, I think that the next five years at 75% growth uh, and with our partnership with Coke, which we did, Coke owns 15% of the company, 
um, in August of 2018, you know, with their distribution muscle and, 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 and our brand and our the incredible team and passionate bottlers and retailers that are really bought into the concept and consumers that are, you know, picking up every day. I, I think it's a, I think it's just a matter of time, whether it's 2024 or 2025 or 26, before Body Armor is the number one sports drink. Mike, this is Mike Lynch up in Boston. I feel like uh, you're one of my roommates now because every time I open my refrigerator, I'm going to see your image because it, my refrigerator is stuffed with vitamin water, smart water. I open the cabinet. There's pirates booty everywhere. <laughs> is there, Mike, is there no end? Customer. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I am. Well, I, I have a wife and three 30-year-old daughters. Two of them have boomeranged back home, so I can't even find like a little slot for my tiny little orange juice in the morning, but uh, you are all over our kitchen is, is, is where do we, where are we going from here with all these, with all these health drinks? Uh, you know, everyone wants electrolytes now uh, and not just professional athletes, but women that walk in the morning, people that go to the gym. Um, are, are we going to grow this, uh, this product or, or are we at the end now? You know, you know, Mike, I think it's just starting. I, I think what we considered, you know, I'm 51 years old. I don't know how old you guys are, but what we considered a health product when I was 20 is just, is just, the, the new product today, you know, more more consumers are going to Chipotle than they are, say, McDonald's. You know, more. You know, what what was what was premium and what was niche is now mainstreamable and scalable. Um, there's just a shift in what cons- not only what athletes want or nutritionists or trainers, but like you said, what you know, whether it's your your daughters at 30 years old or 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 it's you and your wife now. I mean, this is just the new normal. I mean, it's 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 what what consumers want. You know, you know, you know. Once consumers make that shift. They don't come back. So many of these categories, many of these brands, um, you know, you know, they're just starting to grow. I mean, they went from niche to premium to mainstreamable to scalable, um, and it's not just Body Armor which is doing it against Gatorade. But you're seeing these chains that weren't around, or these products that weren't around. 20 years ago, and look how big they've come. I mean, look at look look at tech. I mean, you know, look look at what's happened in 25 years in tech. With whether it's Google or Instagram or Microsoft, I mean, you know, you know, that's what's happening with consumer brands. Uh, people want healthier, people want better, but people still don't want to sacrifice taste. And uh, you know, our our palates are changing. Our our our, our, our what we demand out of out of a product, whether you go to Stop and Shop or you go to Publix or you go to Walmart or Costco or Seven Eleven or Sam's or Wawa or Speedway is different than what we demanded 25 years ago. So there's a shift in in in, in consumer mind frame on food and beverage to a healthier, better but still great-tasting product. So, Mike, uh, talk to me about the relationship with Coca-Cola because you obviously have a – together, you guys have had a very lucrative relationship uh, when it comes to beverage companies you've sold to them. But they also created Powerade, which for a long time was at least a rival and and in some cases, and you know better than I, seemed like the main rival. Help me understand the strategy and the discussions you've had with them about coming into Body Armor. Yeah, it's a a great question, Jason. I mean, you know, when, when we sold our company, Vitamin Water and Smart Water in 2007, you know, the company wasn't really for sale. I mean, we had 600 employees. We were growing, um, you know, from, you know, we started the company at a, at a million in sales in 1998. 
And in 2007, we did 712 million in sales. And, you know, we didn't, we didn't run a process. Coke came in, we spoke. Uh, Mutar Kent was their new CEO. He had a vision for creating, you know, better for you brands with the Coca-Cola system. And we started to speak um, to him. And, you know, we shared a vision of, of where consumers were headed for in the future. And that deal was structured different. I mean, they bought 100% of the company. And we were going to run it, um, my partner and I, for the next three years. And, you know, I, I think what I found out that was that, you know, being a private company and, and, and having control and being able to make the decisions um, and being able to make quick decisions without bureaucracy and, 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 and a big company with a $180 billion market cap was a lot more difficult for me as it was for the company. One of the things about being a private company or a smaller company is, is being able to move quickly and be nimble and, 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 and just make changes on the fly. You know, I, I always say in the sports term, we call a lot of audibles. As, a, as an entrepreneur and as a business leader of a private company, you know, sometimes you, you, you focus more on survival than growth. And and the first five years of any company really is survival. And um, it didn't really work out for us, but it worked out great for Coke. I mean, Vitamin Water continues to be a big brand. Small Water has grown tenfold since their investment. And then when I got back into it at it, 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 it Body Armor, you know, about 2017, 18, Coke kind of came by again. The company wasn't for sale. And, um, you know, when I spoke to him this time, it was, you know, it was more that I, I felt like, you know, I didn't. I had some unfinished business here where I didn't want to be, I didn't want to sell the company, and I didn't want to be a, a minority stakeholder. I still wanted to run the company, but I asked them if they would be my partner, and we could, you know, split, you know, you know, we could use their distribution system, which they did, and we could, you know, and we could work together. But they own 15% of the company, and, and they paid a two billion dollar valuation back then. Um, you know, when the company was about $200 million. And, you know, next year will probably be a billion dollars in revenue. So um, I think the great news is that they, uh, they, they made a great investment. Uh, the, the company's growing, and, and uh, the company's probably worth a lot more than $2, $2 billion right now. So it's been a great partnership with Coke. And, um, uh, you know, I like the majority role a lot better than I like the minority role, to be honest right. with you. Well, if I may follow, just help me understand, though, from a product perspective, how this jives with Powerade. You know, Powerade is, is built more like Gatorade, electrolytes through sodium. Um, it, 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 I mean, the formula between Powerade and Gatorade are identical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some artificial ingredients, um, uh, you know, sodium, electrolytes. I, I think athletes get enough sodium from their diet. So we have potassium-packed electrolytes. We have natural colors, natural flavors, natural sweeteners. We have 10% coconut water. Uh, we came out with a product called, uh, they have Powerade Zero and Gatorade Zero, which has artificial sweetener. Uh, we've come out with a product that, you know, barely anybody knows. It's called Body Armor Light. It's uh, flavored with stevia and erythritol that are two natural sweeteners. Um, it's 20 calories per bottle, two grams of sugar, and, and it's breakthrough. It tastes unbelievable. You get all the electrolytes, uh, all the vitamins, all the antioxidants of our base product, but with only 20 calories and two grams of sugar. And, you know, I'm drinking a watermelon light right now and tropical coconut and regular coconut and peach mango, and, and the product is breakthrough. In all the years of me doing consumer brands, I can tell you that Body Armor Light is probably the, the best 
brand creation and concept I've ever worked on with my team, and, and we're really, really excited. Right now, you know, though we're a 13-share uh, or 12-share, Body Armor Light is a 1.5-share, so we have tremendous runway. People are looking for, you know, lower sugar, lower calories, electrolytes, vitamins, antioxidants, but they don't always want the high calories and the high sugar, or, or, and they definitely don't want artificial like Gatorade. One of the key components to your business, obviously, are the athletes and their investment. Uh, the late, great Kobe Bryant uh, was one of the uh, investors uh, with you. Uh, now his wife has taken over. Can you talk about that, how the athletes play a, a big role in your business? You know, and, and, and it was a great question, Michael. I mean, in, 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 two, in, in 1999, 2000, 2001, um, we didn't have a lot of money at Vitamoon or Smallwater. So I said, listen, I can't pay what Coke and Pepsi and all these other endorsement companies can pay. But what I can do, since I'm a private you know, company, and one thing I did for all my employees was I gave everybody stock options at Vitamoon and Smallwater um, because I couldn't pay, like, the salaries. If you were making 100000 I could only pay you seventy five. If you were making one fifty, I could only pay you one twenty. But I gave you an opportunity, if you believed in our vision, to come in here with options. So I took that model, and I started using it to athletes. And whether it was Shaquille O'Neal or Brian Urlacher or David Wright, um, you know, we, we, we gave these athletes a, a lower amount of cash, but we gave them ownership in the company. And up in New England, we had David Ortiz, Big Poppy, and David Wright, New York. And, um, and, it, and it was a great model because these athletes didn't really have endorsement deals or ownership deals like this. So D- David Ortiz or David Wright or Brian Urlacher were able to go around and say, hey, I own a piece of body armor. And when we sold they made millions and millions of dollars on, you know, they might have taken $50,000 less in endorsement, but five years later, they made, you know, 20 times their money. And, yes, it could have been zero, but it wasn't. And, and I really think that we started that equity model, um, which I'm really proud of. And, and when I went over to, you know, when I came over and, and, and created um, Body Armor, you know, I, I, I didn't even think about that model right away, but, I started becoming friendly with Kobe in, in 07 when, in 2007, when we used him at Vitamin Water with him and LeBron, uh, after we were sold to Coke. And, you know, I, I, at the times I ran into him, he was very inquisitive. You can tell he had a business mind. And then when he, when he, when he started, when he teared his Achilles, um, it was probably the first time in his life that he couldn't play sports, you know, 20 hours a day. So he needed an outlet and he started cold calling people and talking to people. So I went from, you know, talking to him once a month to talking to him for two, three hours a day for a long, long time. And, you know, when Kobe invested in, in body armor, you know, and, and he helped me, his fingerprints are all over body armor. When you look at it, you know, his vision, you know, he was giving me, I'm trying to create a better for you sports drink. And here is my my partner, Kobe Bryant, who's one of the all-time athletes of all time, giving me advice about nutrition for athletes, hydration for athletes. And he wasn't only speaking as a 35-year-old iconic athlete. He had teammates that were, you know, 20 years old. That's another generation and a half younger than him. And he was looking to see what they ate and drank. Then he had children, you know, and he was telling me what, 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 what Vanessa would buy for the kids. So he gave me an incredible perspective. And you know, he gave me a check. He wanted to write, you know, he wrote me a, a multi-million dollar check, which is the word, it's out there. And, you know, and um, we built this together. And, 
you know, and and it was real money with real equity, and he had he had he had, it was at stake. It wasn't just an option deal, and uh, you know, it turned out to be a beautiful friendship, a beautiful brotherhood, and obviously, 2020 has been so tough for everybody. But you know, you know, losing a great friend like Kobe and 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 someone, you know, I mean, you know, my mantra in my head is has been, you know, I was doing this with Kobe for the last eight years, and. You know, now I talk to Vanessa, I talked to her last week, I speak to her at least three times a month and check in and we talk business. She's now the number four shareholder and, you know, my mind frame has gone from, you know, doing this with Kobe now for Kobe and, and Vanessa and Kobe's three children here um, are, are, are my focus and uh, the brand is doing really good and Vanessa's really excited about body armor and, you know, Kobe saw a vision for body armor before any athlete. He gave us so much credibility when he joined. Um, but more importantly, um, when I look at body armor, and I'm looking at a bottle right now, I, I see Kobe and his advice and his teachings. And, you know, he's the only guy that I could text at 2.30 in the morning and, and get a response at 2.32. Um, and I miss that. I miss that a lot. Mike, what does your research uh, focus groups tell you? Are they concurrent with what the professional athletes uh, are saying? Like, for instance, what Kobe was telling you, uh, do, do they uh, line up with what your average athlete who goes to the gym or just plays weekend sports, uh, their needs as well? Yeah, you're, you're either going to like this a lot or you're going to hate this. I've never done a focus group in my life. I don't believe in focus groups. Um, I think that it's consumers who tell you what they think you want to hear. And at the end of the day, they're not really being as transparent as you think. Um, my focus groups are when I walk into um, a deli and I see somebody pick up a body armor and I say, oh, man, is that a new product? Yeah, oh, my God, yeah, I've been drinking it. And why are you drinking it? How are you doing it? So when I walk into a Target and I see a mom pick up two eight-packs of body armor or even if she picks up my competition, I ask her why Gatorade. Um, we have 340 people in the company, and we have 200 people in the field. And we do a lot of field marketing, which demos and samplings. Obviously, with COVID, unfortunately, that's shifted a little bit over the last six months. But we have survey forms when people taste the product. We have people that come over and have never tried it, and we, get, we gauge their reaction. And then we have people who come over the booth sometimes like, oh, my God, I love this. We used to drink Gatorade for the last 15 years. This is all my kids drink right now. Um, very similar to what Mike said about his daughters and, you know, body armor and vitamin water and smart water. So, you know, it's, it's, it's maybe a little, you know, unorthodox. Um, but I, uh, I really go, you know, you know, Malcolm Gladwell has a book, Blink. Um, I probably live by that philosophy, making a quick decision and going more with gut instinct versus over – you know, over information. I mean, by the time many of these big companies get all the information that consumers want, they probably already missed the run. They probably already missed the product. So um, I'm not a I'm not a, I'm not a big believer in focus groups. And uh, um, if, if 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 we ever do them, I don't even want to know my results. To be honest with you. All right. So, Mike, one adventure potential venture uh that you are involved in very close to home here for us in the tri-state area even closer to home for you i believe you're out in long island and that's the new york mets uh you are reportedly and i think this is pretty much confirmed a uh, part of a group that includes a well-known uh former new york baseball player a rod alex rodriguez what's the status tell us about this bid I actually thought you were going to ask me about horse racing and yeah. winning the Breeders' Cup Classic and <laughs> being in the Kentucky Derby and Vino Rosso, but uh, no. But uh, 
you know, we're very much in the thick of it. Um, you know, um, working with Alex and Jennifer has been such a pleasure. Uh, Vinny Viola and his son Michael, um, you know, who, who now, you know, you know, us four are part of the ownership uh, group that is interested. Um, it's been an incredible process the last four, five, six months. Um, you know, you know, you know, we're, we're in the race. Uh, you know, I own horses. It's, you know, we have a shot to, to win it. Um, we know it's got some great competition. Uh, the Mets brand asset in the team um, is, 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 is amazing. I've been a Mets fan since, uh, since my aunt took me to my first baseball game when I was 19, uh, in 1976 when I was six years old. Um, and I fell in love with the lovable losers back then of the 70s. And, uh, you know, whether it was uh, Pat Zachary or Willie Montanez or Lenny Randall, Lee Mazzilli or uh, Joe Youngblood. And I've been a fan 86. I was uh, a freshman in college. I was 17 years old. And, you know, that team inspired me business-wise as far as, you know, perseverance and determination and swagger and, you know, doing things and winning a World Series and, uh you know, it was always a dream to get involved. And, you know, you know, as I, as I got a little older, I, I, I didn't think it was going to have a chance of happening. And, and I really got to give Jennifer and Alex. I mean, they, they seek me out and I had some great conversations and I'm so impressed with uh, both their passion and their leadership and, and what, you know, you know, thinking about what Alex and Jennifer could bring to major league baseball is, Honestly, if, if I'm another Major League Baseball owner or if I'm Manford, you know, what these two can do for baseball. I mean, Jennifer is a woman owner. Uh, she's bigger than the sport. She's iconic. I mean, yeah. she's amazing. And she's so into this. It's like, like oh, my God. I, I, I mean, she's been my boss the last five months. She's great. And, 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 and Alex is this guy. I mean, baseball is life. I mean, I am so impressed with him. You know, baseball might have slow his career down because I think this guy would have been and he will be a great entrepreneur a great CEO he's going to be successful in, in so much and, and actually you know very similar when I met Kobe like I was like you know you can have this 28, 20, 20 year NBA career but you're going to do a lot more outside and unfortunately it, 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 it didn't happen and out for very very sad reasons but that Kobe won an Emmy and that Kobe won an Oscar and that Kobe owns a, a company that's worth probably you know, body armor is probably worth close to ten billion right now. Like, oh my God! Like, like that. Alex and Jennifer are in the same situation here, and 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 you know, you know, Vinny and Michael Viola and myself, uh, we're excited. So um, we're in this. I mean, we're in this. We think it's. We think we are the best ownership group for not only New York uh, baseball, but maybe New York sports and definitely Major League Baseball. Well, the odds for you guys trying to get this, I mean, you guys can be the Uncle Mo in this. See how I worked that in there? That was, see what I did there? <laughs> I, I like the way you threw that in there. See how I threw that in there? I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Yeah, I, I mean, it's because you have uh, J-Lo and you have A-Rod, uh, very high-profile players in this, that could be the thing that gets you over the, the goal line uh, to for the Mets. Yeah, you know, you know, Michael, I really think it's a great story, and it's, it's Vinny is born, um, and, and Vinny Viola is super, super successful financial guy, owns Virtue Financial. Uh, um, you know, Trump wanted him to be the Secretary of the Army. He's a West Point guy. Uh, I mean, there's no one. 
I can't think of anyone I respect more than Vinny Viola. And, uh, you know, I look up to him as an older brother. Uh, he's from Brooklyn. Um, Jennifer is from the Bronx. Um, a lot of people don't know Alex was born in Manhattan, Washington Heights, before he moved back to the Dominican. And, 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 and you have, you know, Michael Poli, myself, who's born in Queens. You know, so we got four of the five boroughs covered. Uh, and Staten Island is a super borough, but it's, uh, sometimes people think Staten Island is part of New Jersey, but that's another story. Um, so, you, so, so you have four owners from four different boroughs. You know, and, and, and listen, we all know that every family, every individual, Every city has gone through so much with, with, with the pandemic. But New York was the epicenter for a long, long time, and so many people have, are, have fled the city, whether they've gone south or they've gone to New England or they're up in you know, New Hampshire or they're somewhere in you know, upstate New York. You know, while everybody's running out of the city, um, you've got four people whose roots and core is New York City and the five boroughs. And we want, we want to run back to New York City. We want, to, we want to help the city get back, and not just Queens, but Manhattan and Brooklyn and the Bronx and, and the surrounding areas. And, and, and we think we can give not only baseball a needed jolt, uh, but New York City a needed jolt. And, you know, and, and look at, I look at the other ownership groups in New York. This is, this is going to be a really, 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 really fun ownership group that's not just going to have Met fans rooting for them, but other sport fans rooting for them. Mike, I'll bring up the elephant in the room, uh, and this has been brought up before in uh, previous negotiations. Of Alex, uh, uh, I think has done a wonderful job since he served his suspension in 2014. But you need uh, 23 out of 30 votes from the other owners. Um, do you think there's too many old school guys that will still hold that over Alex's head when it comes to owning a part of the New York Mets? You know, I, I don't think so. I mean, listen, they're, they're, you know, everybody evolves as, as a person. And, and you know, you know, uh, you know, Alex, for what Alex has been through from Washington Heights to Dominican to growing up in Miami to being a phenom at 15, 16, 17 years old, uh, it, you know, 696 home runs. Um, I think he's been amazing. Uh, his post-career um, you know, he's such an incredible entrepreneur, such a great business leader, you know, real estate, uh, you know, what he's doing on ESPN right now. Uh, he's got so many incredible business ventures. Uh, him and Jennifer have been amazing. Uh, you know, listen, it, 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 you know, I mean, everybody's going to have certain things in their life that, you know, they, they wish they can take back at 20 or 25 or 30 or 35 or 40. Um, I think, you know, I, I think everyone deserves second chances. I don't even know if this is a second chance for Alex. Um, he's, he's just a great guy. And you know what? He's going to be a great face for baseball, a great owner for baseball. And uh, I don't think it's going to be an issue. I mean, you know, listen, you know, I mean, not, you know, there might be some other people in, in, that are competing for this that, you know, also have, you know, a track record that's not the most attractive in the world. I mean, you know, so it's, it, it's, uh, you know, you know, it, it, it I, I don't think it's going to be an issue at all. I, I think he's, uh, you know, he's on ESPN. Uh, he does the Sunday night baseball. I think he's great. And, uh, and, 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 and this is the new Alex Rodriguez at 45 years old, not 17, not 27 and not 37. I got to jump in because I, I got to bring up uncle Mo and I got to bring up your success in the breeders cup you win at anything you put your mind to. And Uncle Mo, by the way, in case people are not familiar with horse racing, he was one of the favorites in the 2011 Kentucky Derby. Uh, unfortunately, he had to be scratched, but he is now 
Uh, is he still a stunt out there? Is he has he <laughs> has he been siring out there? Is he what? Is he is he as is he still doing a sire out there? Is he is he doing? Oh his no thing? no 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 no, Michael. He he is. I mean, Uncle Mo was. I mean, I, I listen. I, I fell in love with horse racing as a sixteen year old kid. Um, once in a while, I would cut out of school. Uh, I hope the major league baseball owners don't hold that against me. By the way, um, but the uh, I'd cut out of school when I was sixteen. I would take twenty dollars from my my dad's uh, pants pocket and twenty dollars from my mom's. Uh, 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 purse, and I'd, I'd run to the track. And you, you want to be, you want to talk about being a, 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 an entrepreneur? I, I had to come back with forty dollars, so I would bet two dollars a race, three bucks a race, and I had to win money. So I fell in love with horse racing as a sixteen-year-old kid, and I always dreamed about having a great racehorse. And uh, Uncle Mo was an undefeated uh, three-year-old. Uh, I'm sorry, un- undefeated two-year-old. He was three for three. He won three races in dominating fashion, won the Eclipse Award, which is champion two-year-old. And then he had a, a rare liver disease, and he was the favorite in the Kentucky Derby. And I had to scratch my horse in the Kentucky Derby, which was really tough. He went on, came back, won some races at the end of the year, and uh, he went on to be a stallion. Um, his stud fee now is $125,000. Um, I have three partners with him, so I, 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 have, I have a stake in him, but with three equal partners. And... Uh, he breeds 200 times a year at 125,000. So you guys are sports business. You guys can get the calculator out there. And uh, Uncle Mo is. Uh, I check. I I check in on Uncle Mo every morning, and then I check in on my wife. Uh, so uh, so he, he's he's pretty special, and uh, he's been a great stallion. He's he's uh, he's got Grade One winners for me and everybody else, and he's one of the hottest stallions out there. And you know, at post Uncle Mo, I've, I've been fortunate enough to. Running four Kentucky Derbies with six different horses. A couple of races I had two in. Never came in better than ninth. But you know, we 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 bring family and friends. And I don't know if you guys know my background. I'm a, just a Queens kid. You know, St. Margaret's Grammar School, Holy Cross High School, St. John's University. I had a stellar, stellar two two point two grade point average. I don't know if you guys knew that. It's pretty impressive. Um, in sports management, my mom was a seamstress. My dad was a waiter. So I mean, I wake up every day as blessed as can be. And, Thank God, and and uh, and I'm enjoying, you know. And I had Vino Rosso win the classic with my partner Vinny Viola last year, and that was a big thrill. And you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm working hard, but I'm having a lot of fun. Having that's a un- lot of fun, Michael. That's Uncle Mo money, Mo money. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. All right. Well, Mike Rapoli, what a treat to catch up with you. Thank you so much. The co-founder of Body Armor, so much more owner of Rapoli Stables. Maybe uh, someday soon, the co-owner of the New York Mets. And uh, keep an eye on this guy. If you don't know who he is before listening to this, you're going to be Googling like crazy. And you're going to be putting a uh, Google alert uh, for his latest news in the world of business and the world of sports. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Appreciate it. Bye. All right. Thank you. You can catch our podcast right here every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I'm Jason Kelly on Twitter at Jason Kelly News. And I'm Michael Barr at Big Bar Sports. And I'm Mike Lynch, and I still will see Mike Rapoli's face every time I open my refrigerator. (laughs) And you can catch me at Lynchy WCVB. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio around the world.